you know, that, that has been a real catalyst for success in our world. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. I wanted to roll into your second topic, which is now on the other side, which is strategies for agent success. So unpack the strategies for agent success. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at that initial handoff. Um, I think that's probably the safest place to start. So, you know, with this company business, you know, my ISA goes in, sets this appointment. Um, you know, we run a pretty tight, uh, you know, I've got, um, actually, just let me count them quick because I screw this up every time. One, so I've got 17, 18. 18 um, agents within our Fargo office. Now we run it in uh, four markets. So obviously that, you know, people in those markets are smaller teams that kind of get run of the roost of, you know, appointments, but, you know, especially looking at, you know, having all those options, the first thing that we really need to establish and um, we really need to build is that agent to ISA relationship. Um, it's something that we value, something that we put a lot of time into, but, you know, as we hand off, you know, cause at the end of the day, my ISA is not get paid unless the agents are taking it all the way to the, you know, all the way across the finish line. Um, so first and foremost, building that relationship, but two, making sure that the ISAs are setting the agents up with everything that we possibly can for success. Um, you know, our notes are as detailed as possible. If there's a call recording, we typically try to send that recording with, um, you know, but uh, that appointment gets booked on their calendar, you know, we'll do an intro text. Um, and this is such a small, interesting, um, it's, it seems very trivial, but I found that the conversion rate and the amount of show up rate change, um, if a team is struggling with this, um, has been just, it, it blows me away. It's such a minor detail, but if I'm, you know, giving an appointment to Brad and uh, I say, okay, Andrew, love talking with you today. I've got that consult all set up with Brad. Um, you know, he'll meet you at our office here at, uh, you know, Saturday at 11 a.m. Let me know if you have any questions before then. Brad comes in and just says, hey, you know, uh, can't wait, looking forward to it. This is my cell. Let me know if you have any questions or, give, you know, feel free to give me a call if you need anything before we sit down. Um, most of the time, I would say probably 90% of the time, those those people don't actually need anything. But the act of just connecting all three parties and making that the smoothest transition possible, um, you know, that, that has been a real catalyst for success in our world. Um, the other side of that is go shows. And particularly when we talk about Zillow. Now, we, we much prefer consults. Um, I think there's a higher conversion rate on consults. There is, you know, um, I think there's an opportunity to build relationship deeper than if you're just running through and showing one, two, three main street. Um, but that being said, there are sometimes those go shows are necessary. Um, and one thing we've noticed, and I, I don't know about your guys' markets, if you guys are buying Zillow leads, but you know, there is kind of this expectation. And as you weigh, you know, a customer's expectation against your customer satisfaction score, if they're not getting what they want in that moment, um, that can sometimes really bite you. Um, as far as that CSAC score goes. And so, you know, we've been in a position where we've had to, you know, our hands have kind of been tied, like, okay, we got to get them a showing on one, two, three main street and have to trust in the agent to then build that relationship. Um, there's a guy out in uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Novak, 
out in uh, they're they're out in the Pacific Northwest. They're in Washington. Um, he does a phenomenal job of this, and like he has a full on packet for you know showings and stuff like that. But um, you know, really, what he's figured out is how do you build the relationship in home um, and while you're doing that showing. Um, another really good example. Um, is my agent, uh, Tyler Lindell. Sorry, I had a brain fart there. Um, Tyler Lindell is really, really good in our world out really like continuing that relationship past the first showing. What he'll typically do is, you know, I set him an appointment. Let's say it's a Zillow lead. They want to tour 123 Main Street. Um, he's going to take a look at 123 Main Street. You know, okay, this is a three bed, two bath, you know, close to these things. He's going to take the information I've got and he's going to set, set up two to three more showings directly after that showing. Now, he's not going to tell the client about that. You know, he's going to show up, take them through the showing, you know, razzle dazzle, you know, try and build some depth in that relationship. And then he's going to flip it. And he's going to say, okay, look, I know you guys, you know, were initially interested in this place. How are you feeling about it? We're feeling good. We're feeling not good. I booked these two to three other places that I think could really be contenders for you. We don't have to do it if you don't want. Would you be interested if that were the case? And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, yeah, every time, you know, because he went that extra step. Um, and it's little strategies like that that we found with uh, with go shows, especially that have been really, really effective. But um, yeah, I don't know. Where, where, do you, where do you guys want to dive in? Like, that was, I, I threw that one on there. It was a little ambiguous, but kind of open to wherever you guys want to take that. Yeah, I, I, I love that strategy. I mean, I just had a similar experience yesterday where I knew the person that I was going out and showing this property was not going to like it because I've seen enough properties with them now to know what they like, what they don't like, but they just insisted, right? So sometimes you got to let people break their teeth mm-hmm. on this before they start actually listening to you. So next time I'm going to use this because he just sent me another property and I don't think it's going to be a home run either. Yeah. So I'm going to go out, pick, and I'll just schedule and just let him jump in my car and let's let's just rock and roll and go and see properties. So I love this idea. One of my questions I've got for you actually is about agent onboarding mm-hmm. because the biggest drop-off we ever see and dissatisfaction from both the agent and team and owner standpoint, I mean, I even put, you know, you as well, Brad, like you've got a big team, but it's like the onboarding process. Like if you've got real hunters it doesn't particularly matter because they're kind of go-getters and they'll just do whatever. Like you don't need any systems for them. But the reality is like we're in a world where not that many of those exist anymore. And mm-hmm. they're, they're definitely still out there for sure, but you know, they're few and far between. What does, what does that kind of look like? If you can give us a quick run through of like, Hey, this is, this is kind of going to be your day to day. This is what to expect. Um, you know, these are your KPIs that we expect you to hit. Like, do you have cutoff points where it's like, hey, listen, if you're not getting appointments booked from these leads after you've called 50 of them, like it's not going to work because obviously you're then burning money. Like just give us a very quick rundown on how that kind of works. 100%. So the, uh, we had talked before about the ISA hiring pipeline, exact same idea with agents. So they'll go through the career night, the, the disc, the three hour, all of that stuff. Um, as far as the initial onboarding, so the first, I would say, like eight to 10 weeks, particularly, um, we have a full-time in-house trainer. He was previously one of our agents, really has a passion for for teaching and coaching. Um, so, you know, he, he does full-time. And so he'll do that initial class. And that's kind of, again, covering the basics. We're talking about contracts. We're talking about, you know, um, how should you be lead genning? How should you be scheduling and setting up your day? 
you know, kind of the basic 101 stuff. As we look at expectations, so we have actually been in a season of like radical accountability in our world right now. Because um, there are areas where we did it really, really well, and there's areas that we did it really, really poorly. And now we just got to jam it all together and, uh, you know, correct some, you know, correct some mistakes, but also, you know, ensure that we're doing the right thing moving forward. Um, one thing that we do is we operate in tiers. And so these tiers will be based on, um, you know, your level of production and how many leads or excuse me, how many deals you're putting under contract um, every single quarter. And as you kind of break it out, you have kind of the, the bronze level and that's your training, right? They're, they're really not putting much on the board. Um, you know, really your job is to learn, to shadow, to make mistakes and, you know, just get out there and, and make some stuff happen. As you're moving up through these different tiers, um, you know, more opportunities are being afforded to you. And some of your time is getting bought back. You don't need to go to, you know, five role plays a day. Um, because if you're putting up, you know, 35 to 65 deals under contract a quarter, we're not too worried about your ability to do business. And so, you know, a lot of it, I don't know if it really opens up a lot of opportunity for them so much as it buys back a lot of their time because they've proven that over time, you know, you know what to do, you know what the right things are. Um, as far as, you know, the, the sort of requirements, um, one of the big ones is uh, lead gen launches, dedicated lead gen time, and then your standards for lead gen. Uh, lead gen, obviously, if you haven't caught up to this point, it's kind of a big rock in our world, right? Um, so for those lead gen launches, um, you're going to be meeting with either the trainer or you're going to be meeting with your team leader um, or if you're, you know, an individual agent, some combination therein, you know, some sort of accountability coach to say, OK, uh, for the next hour, I am going to call through my entire list of, you know, open house leads I got this last Sunday. Um, I'm also going to be checking in on, you know, a PCSOI. Uh, we used to work together and, uh, you know, but I want to double check on him because we had talked two months ago, right? But really, the whole idea is you're meeting with an accountability partner, say, here's who I'm contacting. Here's what I'm going to do for the next hour. And they can say, okay, go, you know, go in peace, you know. Um, but it's a, it's a small, stupid little detail that makes a huge difference because just speaking that out loud, one, it just ensures that they're going to do it. Um, there's that buy-in factor to say, now somebody else knows what I said I'm going to do. Now I need to go and do that. Um, and then the other part of that is just honestly, from a coaching standpoint, like, you know, well, I'm going to call, you know, this, uh, this group of, uh, you know, this group of leads that I called last week. Well, you know, why don't we refocus, you know, um, why don't we do a little circle prospecting? Why don't we, you know, call through these open house leads? Why don't we call X? Why don't we call Y? Um, so did that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's um, it's just like you've got everything down to a system. It's like mm -hmm. you've got KPIs, you've got accountability, and you've got systems. It's like so you make it, make the cut, and most people don't leave. And it's like because you're filtering out all the shit up front, so you're not like hiring fast, firing fast. You're hiring super slow, but then you're almost never firing. So it's yeah. kind of like because because of that, which I love. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one -on -one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 